0: us today for Calkind Media Podcast, we have Bert Munro, CEO of Cora Gold. So welcome Bert, welcome to the podcast.
1: Great, thanks a lot for having me on.
0: All right, so first of all, many congratulations to you on your new role as a CEO of the company and you've been associated with Cora since its IPO time, right? And how do you plan to utilize your extensive sector experience for the company, Bert?
1: Yeah, sure. So a little bit of background, I guess, on me. Um, For the previous 11 years or so, I was um, the head of business development for Hummingbird Resources. Hummingbird's uh, another AIM listed company. Hummingbird's got an operating gold mine in Mali um, due to produce about 120,000 ounces of gold this year, I believe. Um, So during that time, um, Hummingbird put some assets into Cora, which obviously led to its IPO. And and I was the Hummingbird representative non-exec on Cora for a couple of years. at the turn of this year, obviously, I, I left Hummingbird to join Cora as CEO, uh, which has obviously been a really exciting time for me, and, and really pleased with how things have been going so far. I think, in terms of answering your question, obviously, at my time at Hummingbird over 11 years, I saw yeah. a company that went from um, zero resources with assets in Liberia oh. through to a company with a four million ounce deposit in Liberia, um, the acquisition, development, uh, and operating running of a of, of a decent sized gold mine in Mali. So. I think over over 11 years, I've seen you know a fair a fair bit of the life cycle of the mining industry. Uh, you know, I've I've been through acquisitions, financings, you know, mm-hmm. developments and operations of, of projects. So I think where Cora stands today, which is I think a really exciting time in in the company's life cycle. It's got a great set of exploration permits um, across predominantly Mali, but also Senegal, and ultimately its its primary asset, San Cora, has, has got a maiden resource and scoping study which shows some really um, exciting economics so I don't want to steal away any future questions you might have about it but <laughs> I think in terms of utilizing my ex- in terms of utilizing my experience I think I've got no. uh, so, lots of great transferable skills from from the last decade
0: no so, so it shows that uh, there have been a lot of phases as per your experience and uh, the, the companies and of course the places I've been to right yeah
1: absolutely yeah right
0: so, right. So, CORA successfully intersected multiple higher grade goal intercepts at Sanancoro in the latest drill program. So, uh, could you please talk about uh, the set of results that came out?
1: Yeah, sure. We, um, in the last um, two, three weeks, we've released two sets of drill results. The first mm-hmm. set we released were exciting for the fact that they were predominantly focused around drilling in and around and below the existing extent of our, of our resource pits. So, in our current maiden resource, our average pit depth is is from forty to eighty meters. so so really fairly shallow for for open pit mining. Mm-hmm. And that was purely limited to, to the amount of drilling we had currently. So those drill results we were drilling was obviously targeting trying to bring in additional ounces into those open pits by drilling um, around and at the base of, of the existing resources. So we had some really positive hits there, so that obviously gives us encouragement for the future and and that resource growth in the future in time. The second set of drill results was really targeting, proving up extension to the existing resources in terms of resource footprint. So we've proven up another two, two and a half kilometers worth of mineralization through doing a series of relatively wide-spaced and shallow drill holes, uh, predominantly using RC, sorry, probably using RAB and air core drilling. Um, It's great, we've shown that um, the existing resources look like, like they extend significantly um, to put that in perspective, you know, salin one of our existing deposits is around two, two and a half kilometers long. So to okay. prove up another two and a half kilometers of, of mineralized asian is, is great. Uh, so, yeah, no, so, so that's really the results. Really pleased with them. We still got some more results to come um, in the coming weeks, I hope. Still waiting to get the assays back from the lab. So when we get those back, we'll obviously look forward to, to getting those out.
0: Oh, all the best for that. All right. So results of a recent scoping study on the Sanencora Gold project show good initial validation of its future economic potential. So how is it helping in defining the strategy for the ongoing drill campaign?
1: Yeah, so um, our scope study did show some great potential. We had an 84% IRR, which is very high and less than 18 month payback period. And and plus $19 million free cash flow um, at a $1,400 gold price. So that's a great start. really oh, pleased with great. it. Uh, I think the limitation um, on the project currently is my life. So in terms, yeah. of, in terms of what we're using it to define, you know, in the, the maiden resource aspect of the scoping study has shown us where resources are, but it's also shown us you know, where we can add extra ounces. So I think for us, um, it's helped show us that we've got a project which is economic and it's got a project which has the ability to be um, you know, a, a mine which, which generates significant returns. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to take that basis point and look to expand the resources to, to grow the mine
0: life fundamentally. Oh, so that was my next question for you about the scoping study that was done at uh fourteen hundred US dollars gold price. Now the gold prices are actually hovering around sixteen hundred US dollars. So if the trend continues, what impact it will have on CORA?
1: Yeah, I mean ultimately it will be massively positive, which is great news oh. for Cora. Yeah. Uh, you know, fundamentally uh, you know, every every, you know, a $200 increase on, on the gold price would mean we're making $200 more margin on every ounce of gold we would produce in the future if, if that comes to fruition. know, obviously, the gold price, you know, moves around a bit, and I'm certainly not, not here to forecast the gold price. Yeah. But there's, there's a hell of a lot of um, fundamentals which suggest it should be where it is now, if not higher in the future, which is really encouraging for us. I think us as a company, our focus is on delivering ounces, delivering further studies, and focusing on being able to be, um to build and operate a mine at, at the lowest cost possible to maximize returns for, for shareholders. So, I mean, that's our focus. We, we can't control the gold price. What we can control is our ability to deliver a low-cost and efficient operation in the future, which is, which is what we'll be targeting doing.
0: Absolutely, which you are actually doing at the moment. All right. So, uh, Bert, Sanencoro has the potential for a standalone mine development. What are the company's future plans to advance the project's work?
1: Yeah, at the moment, our focus is on is on drilling. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think um, it's got great potential, but I think we need to look to expand the resources to increase the mine life. Um, and then once we've done that, uh, obviously move into further study work. Uh, we've completed a scoping study and you know, traditionally you would obviously complete a, a pre-feasibility and a feasibility study uh, before you moved into obviously the mine finance and then construction. So from here, I'm hoping with a fair wind and some good drill results, we we can look to increase our resources in time over this year, um, and then obviously look to move into further study work to get the project um, to a build-ready position as quickly as as feasibly possible.
0: All right, great, great, Brett. So now let's come to the point uh, wherein uh, I would say that you know the major point is the shareholders of the company, right? So how, how uh significant shareholders of the company and how the company is benefiting for the association? If you could just tell a bit about uh, it.
1: Yeah, sure. We've got, I'd say, a relatively unique share register for a company of our size and stage. Our three largest shareholders are Hummingbird Resources, we mentioned earlier, a um, oh. significant mining company mm-hmm. in the district. Then you've got um, Lord Michael Farmer, um, who founded the Red Kite Mine Finance Group, which obviously um, is you know, a significant mine finance entity. For example, it, it financed $150 million into the Asanko gold mine in Ghana. So it's got a good track record of financing West African gold mines. So that's exciting to have him in um, privately as a shareholder um, of the seat. And after that, you have um, a couple of holdings which really represent the Quirk family. They're a multi-generational Southern African mining family. They've been involved in around $8 billion worth of, of mining transactions over the last couple of decades, um, Lion or to name one, Papillon mm-hmm. and others. So for, for us, it's exciting to have um, significant shareholders who have done, who have followed their money in, in previous raises, yep. which has been great and also offer uh, not only financial, but also you know, technical and operational um, experience and understanding as well. Um, obviously, on top of that, we've got you know, lots of other lots of other good and supported shareholders, which is which is great to have, but I think those are probably you know, the three most significant ones worth worth noting here.
0: All right, great. So also, can you brief us about the ongoing developments at uh, two of the other project areas of Jan Falila and I Yeah,
1: sure. So uh, Jan Falila, um we've got a series of permits, which border the Hummingbird mining permit Um, on them. You've got a mix of exciting kind of drill ready targets, and you've got some drill discoveries as well. So we'll be looking to do um, some further work there this year, hopefully get the which we which we own and operate there later in the year and and continue our exploration. I think what's exciting is obviously the proximity to the Hummingbird gold mine. So any discovery there wouldn't necessarily need to have standalone potential. There's obviously an operating mine in the near vicinity, so you know a smaller discovery could still be extremely economic to us. So for me, that that's that's an exciting aspect or potential aspect to, to those permits. Mm. Jangonte is a group of permits which um, are half in Mali and half in Senegal, but only about an hour's drive apart. Oh. Um, they're in the Kenieba window. The Kenyaba window is arguably the most prolific gold belt in Africa of the last 30 years. Over 50 million ounces of gold has been discovered there. Um, both of our permits have got drill-ready targets on them. Uh, we're looking to be drilling um, in the coming months. Medina Full Bay, which is one of the permits, which has got a couple of very exciting targets on it. So for me, we've got uh, a great package of obviously pre-resource permits outside of the San and area and mm-hmm. you know, looking to you know, bring them to account this year and, and, and get the drill holes into them and, and see what the drill result tells us.
0: Great, great. All right. So we would appreciate if you could just pro- provide some guidance uh, with respect to the financial and operational highlights in 2020 and beyond with Cora.
1: Yeah, no problem. I guess I, I probably sort of covered it off already and sort of answering some of the other questions. But yeah. I think um, for me, it's really around operational delivery um, this year and next. Um, I hope this year will be predominantly about drilling and about looking to expand resources and also make new discoveries. Um, as well as that, we'll probably be looking to advance the project, technically, I'm I'm sure we're planning to do some some additional test work, um, you know, around recoveries and and methodological test work on that side of things. Then obviously beyond 2021, I would hope with a fair wind and exploration success this year, we would be looking to um, move into further studies, which would obviously be looking to bring the project to account. So for me, that's that's a really exciting time and a really exciting kind of two year window for us ahead. So for me, that, you know, those are really the, the highlights.
0: Great. So the major focus is actually on the current projects that you're working on and the upcoming projects that you would be focusing on.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the focus. So, I mean, in terms of news flow and what people sort of might be expecting, I think ultimately we've still got results from the last campaign to Mm -hmm. announce. And we've obviously got upcoming regional work programs, um, upcoming regional programs as well. So yeah, I think that there'll be plenty of news learned in the coming coming weeks and months from from work on the ground.
0: all right, all right, great, Bert. so everything seems quite promising with Cora Gold and a great company for the investors to keep a watch yeah. on, right I'm sure that investors would keep a close watch on these stocks and of course the upcoming projects and of course the projects that you're currently working on all right
1: i ser- I certainly hope so i uh obviously moved my my last job to come here and take over so i certainly <laughs> hope so
0: I <laughs> invested plenty of my money last year in it so yeah. um yeah i certainly hope we've got some promising prospects yes certainly all right burke so wishing you all the best and uh, take care of yourself and all the best for the future endeavors as well
1: brilliant thank you very much take nice care. To
0: to you. you take care thank you bye-bye